Hey, Christian podcasters and creatives, it is time for the event of the year, the 2023 Spark Media Podcast Conference and Award Ceremony. Come connect with trailblazers, authors, publishers, Christian speakers, business leaders, and more this fall in Houston, Texas on September 28th to the 30th. Learn from industry experts and celebrate the most captive voices in Christian podcasting. The Spark Media Ignite event is more than a conference. It is a celebration of Christian community where passion meets kingdom innovation. Don't miss out. Come spark your soul message and ignite your voice at the 2023 Spark Media Podcast Conference and Award Ceremony. Get your tickets today at sparkmedia.ventures. Jonathan, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am excited that you are here. Welcome, my friend. We met the other day. We met through the Spark Media Facebook group for the larger group. I don't get in there and do as much with that as I would like to, but it's really, I love getting connected with people. I was recently in the LA area, and right after that, you were like, hey, I've got a podcast studio here if anybody wants to come. And so we met to talk about that. But in that conversation, you started talking about something that you're really passionate about, which is something that I'm actually passionate about too. And I was like, we've got to get on the show and talk about this. So I'm so excited that you're here. And that conversation has to do with being a seed and planting seeds and Mm -hmm. what God does with that. So do you want to share with the audience what you shared with me the other day? And then we're just going to dive into a conversation around that. And then we're going to to talk about your studio and how people can get connected with you. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Love jumped on, met you, and it was just like rocket ship, right, on all the things. So, man, I'm I'm so excited for all that God's doing. Yeah, seed is something that is super close to my heart. My pastor, Prophet Gary Zamora, has been teaching just amazing things about the design that we are, the design that this earth is. You know, forgive me, I I need to apologize if I offend anybody because, you know, we we jump and say some crazy things, which I I love. But, you know, for a long time, I think we had been taught, at least I had growing up, we want to escape Earth, right? Like, let's get this over with, like, let all the bad things happen so we can get out of this place, get to heaven and get on to whatever is happening there. Right. But God made Earth and he made us for Earth and wrote out a destiny for us to walk in here that no other creature can walk in, right? Faith. Earth is a place that God made where he said, okay, I'm going to be invisible there, right? In the heavens, they can see me. They can see my glory. They worship me. But on earth, you won't be able to see me. I'm going to be invisible And you're going to have to do it by faith. You're going to have to do it because you hear my voice and you believe me. Right. And, and that's really what seed is. And that's what this earth was made for. This is the only place where a seed can be planted. It can die to its current state, to its identity. And then Pastor Gary likes to say, it remembers where it came from, right? A seed remembers where it came from. And then it takes on that identity And so that's who we are, right? We die to ourselves, 
and our destiny was written already. And so we, we died ourselves, and we are now born into that identity that God had. And it's the same thing on earth, right? We plant a seed physically. We don't see it. It dies. We have to have faith for what is happening there, right? The miracle that is happening there. And then it, it, it comes forth and it brings forth the fruit and it looks like the thing that it came from, right? It is the thing that it came from and it gives more fruit. And so just, I, I believe earth and, and we are earth, right? We are made for, to, to walk in this, in this seed and planting and death to that, what it looks like, and then being born into what it, what it truly is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. In Genesis, it talks about that, you know, we're formed from the dust of the earth and to dust we will return. So we are definitely, we are we are made from the earth, right? But we are also created in God's image to yeah. do good works that he has planned from before the creation of the universe. He gifted us mm-hmm. each uniquely for the things that he has for us to do. He has good works for each of us to walk in. And and it starts with that, that seed dying. Dying, like you said, dying to self and and taking right. on that new life in Christ. You know, I attempt to garden in Texas at 105 degrees can be kind of a challenge, but God teaches me so much in the garden. I love getting in there and getting my hands dirty. And sometimes I plant seeds and I, you know, am waiting for them to grow. And sometimes some seeds take longer to grow than others before you see that first sprout. And then, and then as a plant grows, you know, it can take a long time for for fruit to produce. And I think that is such a a great analogy for the Christian life because we become saved. We are so passionate and on fire for Christ and then things happen in the world and that sanctification process of that we live in. I mean, it takes time for us to to develop all of those types of things. But I love in terms of when we were talking about, you know, your studio, and I think just the way you are approaching your work is you're like, this is going to be fruitful. Let's plant some good seeds here. And I'd like to know a little bit more about like you said this pastor, your pastor's been preaching a lot, but what else can you tell us about planting those seeds and kind of reaping that harvest? Yeah. The beautiful thing about faith and seed And I think our design is that we receive the blessing of that promise here and now before we see it with our eyes, right? God, you know, the word says we partake in the divine nature through promises, but it's, so it's, it's in the promise state that we are transformed to that divine nature, not when we see it with our eyes, right? The real value of that process comes in the moment and the transformation that happens internally. And that's walking by faith because once, once we see the thing, we don't have to have faith for that thing. And yes, I believe like the manifestation of it is promised and we're supposed to walk literally in in everything God has promised, but it's like Abraham, right? he believed and it was accounted to him for righteousness, right? He, he, we like to say he time traveled, right? He stepped out of like his circumstance and his faith gave him all that the manifestation of that promise had, because we know that this earth is temporal, right? Like this is not, 
It's not our home. We were made for it, but it's temporal. So what's greater that we see the thing that we're waiting for and believing for in this temporary realm? Or is it more important that we are transformed when we don't see it and receive the identity that that promise has for us now? And that's how, you know, we understand it's impossible to please God without faith. And so that's where our pleasing God comes from is in walking in that promise now. And again, I believe we're going to see it, but that's like the lesser of the promise, really. The getting the thing is the lesser of the promise. The being transformed by believing it in faith first, I think, is where the real the real promise and treasure is in faith. Yeah, I think you're right. So I wrote a Bible study called The Struggle is Real, But So is God. And Abraham was one of the people that I talked about. And that verse in particular, it was accounted to him as righteousness because he believed. So it is, it's our faith, but that faith requires action. It also says in the New Testament that faith without works is dead. So we have to do our part. Several times Mm -hmm. in the New Testament, I've, I've seen over and over where it's, or even in the Old Testament, it's go. Like, He tells Elijah, go. He tells Isaiah, he says, go. Go, therefore, into all the world and make disciples in the New Testament. So there is an action that comes Mm -hmm. with it. So there's faith, but it's not just just like, oh, I believe, and then we don't do anything. It's faith, and then we step. And then even when, and a part of that is a step of obedience, right? It's trusting in the things that we don't see. God may give us a really big vision for something, and we're like, how is this going to work out, you know? But he he doesn't it, it doesn't require it all of, of us to figure that out. Like he gives us the vision so that we will believe, that we will trust, and that we will walk in it, and that we will share it with other people along the way. That we will tell them, look at what God did in my life because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so, yeah. as we share our stories, that inspires other people and their faith. Have you seen that in your own life? Absolutely. Cause I think, cause I think this is, there's true freedom and there's true, true peace here. Right. Because we understand what you're saying. The thing God asks of us is not fighting the battle. Right. He said the battle is his. And so what does that mean? That means he's going to do the heavy lifting. Really. It means he's already done the heavy lifting. So the thing he asks of us is not so great. It's not make this happen. Right. It's what you said. It's go. It's just take that step, right? Abraham's ultimate promise was a seed, right? A bunch of seed, but then ultimately the seed of Jesus, right? But what he had to do was leave where he was and go into something new, right? It wasn't on him to fulfill the thing. So I think there's such freedom there. You know, David and Goliath, it's like David really didn't have to slay a giant, right? He didn't, we like to say he didn't fight well. He believed well. That's right. right. Just gra- grab some stones, do what you do. You know, I think it's Gideon. You can correct me, you know, horror, you know, battle that he knows he can't face. He has an army, correct me if I'm wrong, but God says, actually whittle down that army. Yeah. You've got too, you've got too much. <laughs> right. And, and so it's like our step, we have such a great um, transaction or transition equation with the God, right? Our part, yes, it's faith and it's unknown and it's doing something out of our comfort zone, 
like from glory to glory. We can't stay where we're at if we want to step into that next glory. But the heavy lifting has been done already. You know, I love uh, scripture in the New Testament. Well, it's talking about rest, right? It says they they didn't enter into the rest because Hebrews, of their yeah, yeah because of their unbelief, because of, yeah, because of unbelief. Why? Because they they didn't fight hard enough, right? Or they didn't lift strong enough, right? No, it's because they didn't believe. But like you said, of course, there's always there's always action. I mean, we're here to do and to be and you know to be the body of Christ. But yeah, absolutely, I love the book of Hebrews as well. It's such a uh, the the Israelites were trying to go back to their old ways, and they're like, look, Jesus is better. Jesus is yeah. better than all of the things. And then that's where we get the the Hall of Faith chapter, and it's every person in there. It's by faith, by faith, mm-hmm. by faith, mm-hmm. by faith. And we walk by faith and not by sight. It's an ongoing process. Like you said, I love that you said it's from glory to glory, right? We don't, we don't just like arrive because if we've arrived, we're probably in heaven, right? Because that's when our work is done. So as long as we're still here, there's still things for that God has for us to do. I also think about Jesus dying on the cross, you know, and, and that's almost like this seed of Jesus. You mentioned Jesus as a seed, right? And right. And so he had to be hidden death in the ground and then was raised to new life. And, and raised for all of us that that would mm-hmm. believe and have faith in him that you too can live with me forever and yes. what an incredible what an incredible thing that he did for us because he loves us so much yeah and i can't remember where it is but it it talks about jesus being you know a wheat a wheat grain going into the ground and it says it's very interesting it says so that it wouldn't remain alone. He went into the ground, that that grain goes in the ground and it reproduces, like we were talking earlier, what it is so that it won't remain alone. Mm. And so what the seed that Jesus is, this may be getting out there, but like, have we diminished the seed that Jesus is and what has come from him planting himself? who we're supposed to be yeah. like it hurts. It hurts when we diminish who we are because of the cry, because of the cross, because of Jesus death, burial and resurrection. Right. So, so he goes in and what comes is the body of Christ, who we are, who Jesus was, you know, if, if we really believe what the Bible says in so many places about us having the righteousness of Christ, the mind of Christ, the faith of Christ, how we're supposed to walk. The same spirit that raised him from the dead lives in us, right? We still put a separation between Jesus's identity and who we're called to be. And I believe that diminishes the seed that he was, you know, he's the firstborn among many brethren, among brethren. We know we're united with him and we are the body of Christ. And I think sometimes we Think about that just as in go and preach, right? Do the things that I'm calling you to do, and that's how you're my my body. But I think there's more unity there that we can walk in. We are one. We are seated with him. We are who we saw Jesus to be. We're his body here and now. 
Yeah, that's so good. So I've got Shane and Shane coming to the Spark Media Conference and Nice. Yeah. And they, they have their new song. One of their new songs is I'm fighting a battle that you've already won. And, and that is, you know, that's, I think our self, we have self-limiting beliefs, right? Do we truly believe that we are seated at the right hand of Christ? Like it's already been done. We just Mm -hmm. have to walk it out. Now that doesn't mean that life is going to be easy and that we're never going to have challenges because actually Jesus, the last thing he said to the disciples before he left is in this world, you will have tribulation, but take yeah. take heart because I've overcome the world. And our life here is like a grain of sand in and the length of eternity. Like we see this little tiny bit and we get so focused on some really stupid things while we're here, right? But it doesn't matter what happens to us while we're here. Nothing can be compared to the glory that is prepared for us. And if we would Mm -hmm. keep that more of an eternal focus, then some of the stuff we deal with here on a daily basis wouldn't, it would encourage our faith. We would be stronger in our faith. We would believe that we can do all these things that God said we can do, not because we can do it, but because our strength comes from him. And Mm -hmm. we, we have that same resurrection power living within us. If we have the Holy Spirit, we have that power that raised Jesus from the dead living in us. So we should be walking in great works all of the time. Right. Yeah. And with those tribulations, right, it says to count it all joy. And so, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to get into the studio, but the, the business is called Reframe. Mm. Right. And what does that mean? Reframe how you think about these things. Right. And so I think it's in James, right. It says count it all joy, consider it joy, reframe it, redefine it as joy. That doesn't just mean eventually it'll feel okay. I think in the moment, like we've been freed in that moment, we can have peace that passes all understanding, right? We can have a joy that Jesus said the world didn't give to you, right? I gave you my joy. And so when we can learn to reframe and redefine things as joy, then I think we can get the treasure that is in it for us, right? Like, I love that you took it back to the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of life, right? Pastor Pastor Gary says, the tree of the life kept us alive, right? It, it gave us life. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil kept us in power. It kept us in position. Mm. So when we when we take opposition and we properly reframe it, when we properly see it and we properly identify it, then we get the purpose that is is within it and we see it completely different, you know? One, one analogy that that kind of came to me is is like working out, which I need to do much more of, right? But like it's painful, right? It hurts, you know. It's 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 stretching our muscles, and in a sense, it's kind of injuring us, right? But it's it's for a purpose, right? And so when we have revelation and understanding about a thing, like like we do about working out, we stop rejecting it and pushing it away when it hurts. And we say, cool, it's got a purpose. And then there's even a joy around it. And as a matter of fact, we're like, cool, let's have these buildings where we're going to go all hurt ourselves together. And as a matter of fact, why don't we put some music on? 
We'll even have a whole like clothing industry around it. Like it'll be a whole thing, us getting together and hurting our bodies. Why? Because we, we actually know the purpose of it. And so the acts doesn't change, right? The, maybe the pain is still there or the hardship and trial hasn't changed in what it is, but our understanding of why it is changes. And then we can truly count it all joy. And, and one, one other note on this, going back to the garden again, you know, God told Adam name, name the animals, right? Identify them. And the next thing that God, that, that Adam named was his wife, right? Like we really love, love digging into this whole naming thing. It seems so arbitrary and not that important that he called the giraffe a giraffe or zebra zebra. But the next thing he named was his wife, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And so we see how this naming and identity really goes next level. And so when we misname something, a situation in our life, when we have a tribulation and we don't take the time to say, I'm going to name it joy, God, you're going to have to reveal to me how this is, right? It's, it's not that I understand it with my mind, but I know your purpose in it. You're going to reveal it, but I'm going to name it in faith, joy. I'm going to name it in faith, my blessing. I'm going to name it in faith, the way that I'm going to take on more of your nature. Then we have a proper relationship with it. When we misidentify something, we have a dysfunctional relationship with that thing and we reject and we push away the transformation that God wants to, wants to do in us. That's so good. As you were talking, it, I, it actually, the gym analogy is actually, it's biblical and in the book of Hebrews, back in Hebrews, which is such a rich book. If you've never studied yeah. it, I, I encourage you to. But in the English Standard Version, it says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. Mm. So when we're working out in the gym, it, it doesn't always feel good, right? But later, later, after yeah. we're out of the gym, that's when it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who who have been trained by it. So mm -hmm. it is like when we are training our body in the same way that as we're disciplined, we're actually, we're creating those fruits of the spirit, the peace, love, the joy, all of yeah. those, those types of gifts. So I love that you named the studio Reframe. So let's jump into that conversation. Why did you name it Reframe? And then tell us more about the studio. Sure. So I, I'm from Tucson, came to LA to minister with Pastor Gary, went to Charlotte for a bit, came back. But when I was visiting, when I lived in Charlotte, he, he prophesied and he said, you're not called to do business. And I had, I had always been a worship leader, but I moved to Charlotte and, and started, started doing business first, first in music production and then in, and then in video production. And I came back and I, and I had some opportunities to take some positions there in ministry but I felt like God was saying, this is a new season. Like I'm going to work through you in business. And then I came over here to visit in a service. Pastor Gary said, you're not a businessman. And I was like, God, I thought we just, I thought we just went through this whole thing. He said, you're a worshiper. Mm. He said, but your business is worship. Mm. Right. So that's the first and foremost thing to me about what my business and of course what our life has to be is worship right so i always am looking for opportunities to worship with my business whether it's giving of course 
you know, blessing um, in, in various different ways, but also, and we're talking about identifying, naming things, you know, I wanted it to, to speak beyond just what I was doing. And so again, I, I've been loving this, this concept, this revelation of just what we identify, what we name things, what we reframe it as, right? Like we're talking about. And so I, I went with reframe because spiritually it works, but also I'm doing a little something different on, on the podcasting, on the production side of it. And so I want to reframe what video podcast production looks like. You know, our studio is, is a, is a green screen studio, but I've, you know, that has been done not so great throughout the years, right? There's been a lot of not, not wonderful looking green screen productions, but um, we, we've dialed it in in a way that I think is really cool. And so, yeah, I want to reframe maybe how people think of video production, video podcasting and beyond, right? Media, creativity. It's like, how can we, how can we see it differently and maybe um, walk in, walk in greater purpose with, with those things? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show now is because I'm kind of in this series with some of my friends in Christian media, specifically about creating an excellence. And also, um, I feel like there is such an incredible moment for us as we are planting seeds and bringing people to Christ. There is a great harvest there. And media is a way for us to reach the nations. We've all been called Mm -hmm. to share the gospel and to go into all the, the earth. And we can do that through podcasting, through video production, but we want to do it to the best of our ability. Now we don't, the results don't rely on us like but we want to we want to frame it in a way that people can receive it and then Mm. and then god does what only he can do with the holy spirit right so the work that works not up to us but we want to produce the best content that we can produce and so that's another one of the reasons why i wanted to have you in this series because friend if you are a christian content creator and you are listening to this i want to encourage you do it all whatever you do whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all to the glory of God. Now, if you happen to be in the Los Angeles area, because that's where your studio is. So tell us more about that. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, we initially connected because I just wanted to offer the studio to to the Spark community, right? Obviously Christians. And again, just looking for opportunities to bless. And as we're launching, I want to bring people in who you know, who are passionate about what they're, what they have to share. And obviously if it's about the gospel, man, that's, that's where it's at. So yeah, I, I jumped in there to offer, offer the community, the ability to, to come onto the studio on me. Like let's, let's record some stuff together. Let's see what God, God does. So yeah, if anyone's in the LA area listening to this, hit me up at um, the website is reframe.fm and let's chat about, about doing some work together. I love it. And I actually mentioned to my private community today about the studio and you may end up getting uh, some people. We may end up doing a road trip just to come visit you. So so thank you so much for, for being a guest today. Thank you for the work that you're doing to honor Christ through media production. Thank you for, for digging into what it means to be a seed and how we can, can bless those with the seeds that we plant. So thank you so much, Jonathan. It's been a pleasure. We'll put links to everything in the show notes so people can find you. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you. I've truly loved it. It's been amazing. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. <laughs>